So the first question I wanted to ask you, Donna, um, is, uh, is how has COVID personally impacted you? And it doesn't have to be something uh, too personal, you know. I just like to give some type of personal touch to everybody's uh, world and so that we know our executives a little bit better. So I'm just curious, like, like uh, Donna, I was doing really well. I was on a diet and I was working out. I was doing so well, Donna. And now, thanks, COVID. I'm like, what? <laughs> All of it, gone, gone. Do I feel like working out? Nah. Am I drinking too much? Yes. So I'm not saying you're any of that, but I'm just giving my example. JD, what's your example? Um, the biggest example for me that COVID has shifted is that I, I have now realized how easy it was for me not to have to be in 12 meetings per day Ooh. and that a lot of those meetings truly could have been emails and I have been blasting that to the executive team I've been blasting that to our hey guys a lot of the, the time wasters during the day when you're calling in I need to meet with you for 30 minutes well it could have actually been an email and if there's some deafening questions great so that's it personally to be honest it has been very awkward not to have my seafood crush in my life every day because co it's hard to get seafood from the sea when we're dealing with a lot of issues with the supply chain right now so i never thought of that prices for crab legs have gone up in dallas they're already expensive but i've seen you know 26 27 dollars a pound in some places and it's usually like 12.99 to 13.99 so for my louisiana country self i'm upset because i can't get decent price crab <laughs> Donna, what about you? Well, we don't we don't get good seafood in yeah. general in Phoenix, Arizona. So <laughs> I can't help you there. <laughs> yeah, Donna, sometimes because I live here too. Uh, sometimes somebody would be like, "Oh, you want to go to this really good sushi place?" And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I don't know "About that, folks." Very choosy when it comes to that. Very choosy. <laughs> but yeah, it's been uh, it's been an interesting time. I think uh, from from the female perspective, you know, the nails, the hair, I, yes. I see both on the male and female side that the interesting hairdos that have taken place with the lack of our service folks out there being able to, to see us and maintain us. Um, and then really, I have taken the time to do things around the house. I, at the, the beginning of the um, crisis, we were in the peak of our really the best season in Arizona. Uh, it was beautiful weather, so I spent a lot of time out in the yard, nice. doing some gardening, that sort of thing. So I've taken advantage of it from that perspective. But um, yeah, the work aspect has been difficult. I'm, I'm much more uh, apt to be in an office and being around people and supporting them, mm -hmm. um, being in your kitchen and uh, having some meetings, um, a lot of email, trying to keep up with it all. It's really... Uh, been a difficult process, keeps you busy for, I think we're all getting more hours in the day, for yeah. sure, trying to maintain and, and get those meetings in and then get your work done. Um, but all in all, it's really been um, an easy transition, I, I think, uh, from a perspective of work, uh, Knight and Swift had been, you know, getting prepared just in general, having people have laptops, the ability to uh, do some remote work when necessary. So our transition in general was was pretty easy and, and uh, pretty seamless. We we all uh, work together and great communication to keep things going. Nice. What has been the biggest operational impact for COVID uh, that you and your team or or Swift Night Swift has been uh, facing? 
you know, oh, I, I had to face in the beginning. You guys are kind of getting used to it now. Sure. Sure. I think, I think it just everybody working remotely, getting set up, um, getting to that comfort level. I think everybody probably for the first week or so was a little, you know, what am I doing? How does this work? Um, who do I reach out to? And very quickly, uh, the leadership of the, the teams got together. We have um, ongoing meetings uh, from an operation standpoint. I, I know from conversations that they're having, they were having, you know, daily morning and afternoon meetings. Um, we have tried to do uh, happy hours with the team to continue to build that morale and keep everybody um, engaged and in the, in the know of what's happening with the company. From a corporate side, um, I couldn't, you know, you don't know what to imagine when things like this happen, but from a corporate side, our corporate leaders have put out videos um, minimum of once a week, many times early on, multiple yeah. times a week, just giving an update of what's happening with the company, what's happening financially, what the market's looking like, just really uh, a great encouragement for the team. I, you know, constantly encourage my team to go out and listen to them and, and, and stay informed. And it was just really a good feeling to know that we were still engaged from that perspective as well. Yeah, um, you have a lot of questions coming in and those of you on the call, definitely type your questions in like what JD has said um, and we'll get to them in just a minute. Uh, I am curious, uh, okay, so Donna, in your world every day, um, I, your title is the VP of Logistics Systems, right? Correct. And so what does that mean? Does that mean you oversee only the logistics part of Knight Swift and obviously all the systems? So does that mean like your TMS? Yep, our TMS, um, our, we have really an end-to-end -end process for us. So I support from uh, the EDI and uh, data flowing into the system through to settlement and uh, cash receipts from a customer. Um, so end-to-end -end specifically focused on logistics, but uh, certainly get involved with any other uh, area of the company that needs assistance as well. We interface with uh, all levels of our, our business. So uh, could be uh, EDI exchanges, helping with billing, uh, whatever we can do to continue and maintain uh, a clear flow, as it sometimes does get a little confusing when you have multiple uh, divisions yeah. within the company. What does billing look like right now, Donna? So, you know, I know on our side, um, billing is a little bit of a challenge because some companies that we're working with that are third-party vendors, their hours are a lot shorter. Their accounting department is at home. You know, they're not processing and running things typically as they normally would. How is that looking on your end for billing? Is it coming in the same or are you guys having some disruption? You know, I, I can't speak to the actual cash receipts on a, on a daily right. basis. Um, I'm not seeing that per se. I know that our billing department is busy. We have a lot of nice. things going on and, and taking the time to, to get things right and clean things up um, and make sure that we have uh, appropriately um, marked everything so that we're clean. Uh, when yeah. you're exchanging between two systems, it has a tendency to get a little bit sideways and just making sure that we're clean from that perspective. Good. What, um, what's your freight mix at uh, Swift, Knight Swift Logistics? Like, by the way, is it, did Knight and Swift, did they merge the logistics departments? So for, for the logistics department, we are all in one combined system. However, there's still um, separate facing support for the customer side. So our uh, account management is separate. Um, our billing settlements are separate. That makes sense. Um, but from a uh, purchase perspective, our brokers can work together um, to, to uh, get loads covered and to 
take opportunities where uh, we need some fill in. Makes sense. Um, as far as our freight mix, I, you know, I know we have we are uh, heavy in obviously truckload and um, reefer. Uh, have a lot of produce. Um, some flatbed. I, I'm not really the expert in that area either, but um, pretty pretty well diverse. So Donna, during the, this is from Mark Labros, um, Labrosi, I always say his last name wrong, I probably Mark. said it wrong again. Definitely Madropolis um, During the pandemic, what percentage of your business, and this is obviously going to be a guess, or, or you know, a roundabout ballpark, what percentage of your business was shifted from asset to brokerage, and what was the main reason? If you're allowed to talk about it. If you're, yeah. How much was, I'm sorry, can you repeat it one more time for me? So he says, during the pandemic, what percentage of your business was shifted from asset to brokerage and what was the main reason? You know, I would uh, say probably it was the opposite direction. Um, I think uh, wow. from, from a asset perspective, um, I, I couldn't give you exact percentages. I don't have that information per se, but I know that, you know, when you're dealing with assets and you have substantial costs in those assets, a lot of our, uh, desire was to make sure that those were continuing to move and that our drivers were continuing to get paid. Um, I think we have our, you know, our core carriers that we continue to try and take care of and make sure that they are um, maintained as well. Um, and, and that's a goal of ours. But um, I think when it initially happened, we wanted to make sure our trucks were moving and our drivers were, were continuing to get uh, cared for. That makes sense. Actually, I was with Mark. I was thinking it would be the opposite. And now that you explain that, I'm like, hmm. That does make sense. It makes um, a lot of sense. So if you're if you're allowed to answer this question too, because uh, so so tech is a very your job and your world is extremely popular in <laughs> our world. Uh, it's just such a hot topic all the time, and people yeah. are curious about other people's um, tech. But because you're a publicly traded company, you, you know best what you're allowed to talk to sure. about and whatnot. But so is your TMS that you guys use? Is that like your homegrown or no, I mean, we, we do not have a homegrown. Um, we are using a product uh, from, the, from the industry. I, I won't go into what it is, not that it's a big secret, but um, we certainly around that have a lot of uh, development, technical development taking place um, to try and enhance it. Um, I think whenever you have a canned product, you know, it, uh, there's a limitation on to how much you can modify 100%. it within their their abilities to do that and their want to do that. And usually if you modify it, I've had experiences with other um, vendors, they want to go and sell it uh, to others as well. So even if you create something unique, they want to take the opportunity to go and market it and sell it. Um, it's so true. So a lot of what we're doing is extra, uh, the system that we use and um, developing opportunities to interface with carriers directly and with um, customers. Um, we've probably spent probably the last 18 to 20 months in uh, putting together wow. a, a digital platform. So I think wow. uh, we'll hear some exciting news about that in the coming uh, months. Uh, oh, summer. In attention. Donna, can you say it one more time for those of you? Because a lot of people listen, but they also are sure. still working. Sure. I mean, uh, they'll listen as well. But could yeah, you say it one more time just for those people sure. who might not have caught that? Absolutely. We have, we have uh, been spending the last 18 to 20 months in, in building out a digital platform. Um, we are looking forward to, I believe, making that announcement across the summer. Uh, that's the goal, at least at this time. Um, I can tell you that it is uh, called Select. 
uh, it's an interface right now that we're, we have live with uh, our carriers, uh, specifically running for uh, Night Swift Logistics, and uh, we have it in beta with some of our customers. That's Donna, that's not true. That Donna, that's not true. It takes two weeks to, to produce a tech like that. It's not 18 to 20 months. That's what everyone thinks for some reason in, in logistics. I don't, I don't know why they think that. They think that producing an interface that actually works, oh, no, this, it's two months away, and they get angry when you, haven't, you don't have it in two months, three months, four months. Like, I don't get that. And so many intricacies. I, I think we all have been in the industry long enough that we know that there's so many uh, caveats and changes and, and modifications that you have to cover off on all of them. It's, it's, it's a long process. And so I work hand in hand with uh, Don Everhart, who leads our tech team. Um, and we make sure that it integrates smoothly into our TMS and um, that we're working hand in hand to make sure that we're uh, giving the best opportunities to our carriers and to our Ooh, Donna, why is it important that it works, that it integrates smoothly into your TMS? Well, it's so easy for things to get sideways and, and uh, bad, bad business practice can, can occur. Uh, yep. uh, duplicate coverings, and we don't want to yeah. certainly upset our carriers. Uh, we want to make sure everybody's uh, paid and billed appropriately. So it, it's, a, it's a big lift in making sure that uh, tracking and tracing is taking place. So we're, we're pushing really hard on getting uh, opportunities or, or uh, options for our carriers in the track and trace realm as well. So uh, just really hot. integrating with whomever and whatever we can to make sure that we're supporting. Donna, what, Donna, I, I forgot and I, and I apologize to our Metropolis citizens. So Donna, we have freight nerds like us and then we have people that are trying to become a freight nerd. So what is a TMS? What does it do? Okay. What does it help you with? So TMS is, is a transportation management system. Um, it's literally uh, a system where you enter your orders with all the details, uh, okay. customized for every customer. Everybody, every customer has their own unique rules, so we're making sure that we're able to support those. Nice. Um, and then really uh, getting it to a point where uh, everything is ready to go for our uh, transportation analysts to go out and find a carrier to move the load for us. Um, we're doing uh, a volume of business through that. Um, and then ultimately it closes out. You have your tracking and tracing through the system, uh, okay. closes out the load, and we uh, process the payables to the carriers and the, the billing to the, to the customer. So it's an end-to-end -end process and, and just all in one system try and get it as clean as possible so that everything's flowing appropriately. Love good it. question. Uh, Jared has a good question, which is, and it's up to you whether you want to answer. Remember guys that I have a feeling that Donna's dancing along this little line <laughs> of, she's given us a little nugget of what's to come, but she's also trying to be careful of how much she discloses uh, for many reasons. But Donna, just let us, yeah, she does. So just let us know when we're pushing too far. But um, Jared does have a good question. He said, how involved are the carriers in developing this system? um that works for them which is a good question it is a great question and i you know i probably would say uh we could have another call on that but but i can tell you i know that the carriers have been very involved um some core carriers participated we've taken their feedback we've made adjustments um don's team is very uh agile focused so uh adjust and move forward as as changes are needed and warranted and working closely with them to make sure that we have the best product possible. There's another really good that. question. Brendan Dons Dawson, who's also a uh, Madtropolis, we love him. They call him the Dragon Slayer, Donna. 
We do call the plan. So Brendan is like me, um, very passionate about safety. Uh, but he, he asked a good question, which is, will your platform be driver facing? Um, if you don't know, we can just talk I about we'll actually, I probably would say we, I would have to ask that question uh, specifically. Okay. okay, I love it. Oh, you got There's it. another question here, Donna, and sure. I, I want, I, I'm passionate about this because I, I, there are ladies on right now that you're obviously influencing. There are ladies that want to understand. And so um, Jess says, what's some of the challenges you faced as a woman in the podiumary male industry um, coupled with another question, because I think you can answer them both at the same time. How did you grow and achieve what you achieved, what you have in a transportation industry? Sure. So, you know, it, it's an interesting question. I, I've had a lot of conversations with ladies and I had one that was very adamant that she doesn't feel any sense of, um, you know, being set back because she's a female. I think, um, it's very much an industry of uh, men. Um, and I think it's all in how you present yourself. I feel like I was given every opportunity based on my skills and ability. And um, I'm thankful for the company that I've, I've worked for. I'm thankful for those that have mentored me. I really entered Swift with uh, zero knowledge of transportation. Um, when I came so on board, I was from an educational software background, uh, ironically did very similar things, but in a very different industry that was probably more female dominated. Um, and so I had great mentors that helped me that saw when I was at a point where, you know, uh, not being challenged, not doing what probably my calling was and to getting, getting me directed into where I could be the most benefit. So, you know, a lot of that is out of my control. It was really yeah. just being, having those people around me and uh, Swift and now Night Swift have, have given me every opportunity. And I think it's up to us to take those opportunities and show ourselves, you know, Good job, Donna. walking in and putting in eight hours isn't how you uh, get promoted and get into other roles and move up the ladder. You, you've got nice. to show that you're willing to do, do what you need to do, put in the hours Good job. Uh, and go above and beyond. Geez, that was a good answer. Good mom. I've seen her. I've seen her working, working her way up through, uh, <laughs> through the company, and and it's fun. I, I love I love logistics and, and transportation in general, just because it's it is different every day, and there's new challenges, and yes. you have to love that sort of environment to really thrive in it and to and yes. to uh, move so forward. So Donna, you got another question here from Robert Bain. What have been some of the hurdles in combining Night Swift? from a technology and integration standpoint? Obviously, don't, I'm not expecting you to give details, but just high executive level, what have been some of those struggles? Um, you know, I think having been on the SWIFT side, I can speak to the fact that, you know, there was a little uneasiness, I'm not sure what was, what was going to take place. I have had a really great experience. Um, I think the team, I was, I was uh, part of the pre-transition team, so I got yeah. to know a lot of the players prior to uh, the actual uh, com combination. And, uh, you know, everybody was coming at, from a, a standpoint of, we want to make everything better. And mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, I had been in the logistics arm of Swift from uh, really the beginning that we started to really push at it. 
And I think we got a different level of support um, when the night team came in since they had already been doing it and saw the benefits of it. And uh, it was just, for me, it was a relief. It was a new level of support. Um, wow. Again, I'm not speaking for, I can't speak for the entire company, but I can speak from my perspective and for the logistics team that you know we were able to combine and really press forward and uh, move quickly into uh, a level that we were all pushing and wanting to be at. So it, for me, it was a great, um, a great move. I've had great experiences. I am very thankful for the company. And I would say that everybody on my team and in my group feels the same way that through this pandemic, yeah. you know, they have been uh, fiscally responsible and we, you know, made it through without any uh, layoffs or um, setbacks. And Good for it, you. So it's really, I'm, I'm, I'm a, you, Donna, <laughs> as an outsider, I was like, okay, this is two huge companies. Yep. They are going to merge and shit is just going to be on fire. People are going to be flying away just because that's in my dramatic lawyer mind. And I have been through mergers and acquisitions. That is often what happens. You guys did well. Very well. I mean, it was, I would call it was you well orchestrated. It was really well orchestrated. There was a lot of thought beforehand. You know, we did have people that departed, and, and that's going to happen in any natural. situation. That's and, um, you know, but for those of us that uh, pressed on and uh, have moved forward, it's been, it's been a good experience. Uh, not, not that there are, you know, days and, and weeks that were rough and trying to kind of combine things, and we yeah. still have things that we're working through. But in general, it was a really good experience. Yeah, you guys have done well. I'm, okay, I'm really excited. We're going to push pause on Donna's interview. Uh, Donna, you have a ton of questions still coming in. Donna, uh, I mean a I ton of questions. Yeah, I think we've got to probably bring her back one of these days. She has to and have I, another show. Yep. I figured this would happen because uh, you're very tech savvy. You have a good reputation in the industry. And That's I what they're asking the is tech questions. It's pretty cool. All right. uh, so we will. We definitely want to bring you back. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, You're and, welcome. Um, and thank you so much. Thanks for back. having me, and congratulations on your success. Yes, thank you. This is awesome. Why don't you have that nice to me, Jay? I had I had lots of people IM me that they're Mad Games fans, so I, I'm awesome. I'm happy to hear it and I'm happy to participate. I appreciate. It's nice it. to hear. Well, Donna, you're in Arizona, so she's she's out there too. If you ever if you ever making lasagna, just slide her a tray. <laughs> and that'll be her favorite little thing. I promise you'll be best friends. So. But I'm kind of uh, hoping that next time, Donna, I'll, I'll maybe I'll come visit you. We'll do it. We'll yeah, that'll be fun. Whatnot, and we'll do something maybe from Swift. I think Donna needs her own show because there's one question from Vitaly that people are wanting to know, and you keep hearing it over and over. How do you vet technology? How do you investigate your technology? How do you choose it? Yeah, How do you make sure they have the required? You got to come back, Donna. There are, there are a couple blockchain questions in here, too. Is yeah. So there's lots of stuff. You see what nerds we are, Donna? I love this stuff. I like it. <laughs> I'm so excited now. All right, thank you so, so much. I'm going to put you back as an attendee.